they say give your give yourself 10 years and whatever you're doing it will be like what it's supposed to be yeah and people look at me and they come to my page and they're like she's so young and yeah. she's this and i'm like for me i'm like i'm dreaming right Shit, i feel like i'm 40 like i'm tired i'm tapped. <laughs> okay. i am tired okay <laughs> so i have to let people know like this ain't new to me being a yeah. being a hustler being a ceo not new to me and and a lot of times like people like yeah you a boss and i'm like no well, I don't even like that word. No. When I when my employees, like, we don't... And my boyfriend say this all the time. Like, y'all not our employees. Like, we work together. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Marketing by Murray. And welcome back to another episode of Ghetto CEO Show. I'm so excited that you guys are here. While you're here, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you tuned in and tapped into the Millionaire TV Network, okay? So, listen, this episode is going to be amazing. Alexia is a CEO that you guys need to know because she is a hustler, okay? She got literally seven different companies, and I want you guys to know about all of them, right? But the thing is, I created Ghetto CEO because it is a unfiltered and raw uncut view of behind the scenes of being a CEO. And a lot of times as CEOs and entrepreneurs, we get to learn about marketing, sales, operation systems, all the things, but nobody is taking us to school about this CEO stuff, right? Like nobody is taking us to school about the mental anxiety that comes with growing as a CEO. Nobody is taking us to school about what it is like to scale and continue to scale and run a million dollar company. Nobody's taking us to school about building a team and being a leader. So at the Ghetto CEO Show, we are taking you to school behind the scenes of what it's like to really be a CEO. So I can't wait for you guys to dive into this episode and meet my girl, Alexia Wright. Alexia, welcome to Ghetto CEO, girl. Thank you, Marie. I appreciate it. Yes. Let me tell y'all something. Alexia is the GOAT, right? Everybody know you for Airbnb, but you are just the GOAT, period. Okay? The CEO. Thank you. Okay? So let them know who you are. How, like... How, why they should know you? Because they should know you. Okay, my name is Alexia Wright. I am a top-rated super host here in the Atlanta area. Um, I'm running over about 30 Airbnbs right now. And I do a lot. Yes. Um, a lot of people do know me for Airbnb because that's what I've mastered. Mm. But um, me and my boyfriend, we own a transportation company. Um, we have a Sprinter van. We have a black truck. We have housekeeping that's in-house with the Airbnbs. We have property management that's in-house um, for the units. Um, we have, I said housekeeping, right? Property management, the luxury transportation. We have vending machines. Yes. We have six vending machines. So we do a lot. Yes. Listen, the one thing that I love about that is that you know how people say all the time, like you gotta have seven streams of income, yeah. right? But they be having seven different streams that ain't streaming together. No, for real. Like <laughs> serious. And then we got the um we got we own seats at the State Farm Marina. So mm. all the Hawks games, all the concerts that come to State Farm Marina, we own. And then the Falcon, we own seats at the Falcon Stadium. So yes. Beyonce coming, period. Taylor Swift gonna be there, period. like so all that stuff goes hand in hand. So the whole goal of the way that I wanted it to be set up was that we had a full-blown concierge company. So mm -hmm. when people come in town, we got somewhere for you to stay. Mm -hmm. We're going to pick you up from the airport mm -hmm. if you want to ride a t ride around town in the city. Yeah. If you got entertainment for you so you can go to the basketball game. Yes. And boom, you got somewhere to come back and lay your head. Yeah. So like you were just saying, I think that is something that a lot of people forget. Like, they're not intentional about what they're doing. They just want 
sources of revenue. Mm-hmm. But everything comes together for us. So I could put together a, a $7,000 package for Wait. everything that we do. Yeah. And you could come in, you got a one-stop shop. Right. You know what I mean? So yes. I think that's very, very important. No, I think it's so important. I think a lot of people sleep on it, right? True. Because I think as visionaries and as CEOs, we are very creative. Very. And we feel like we have to create different things to like scratch that creative itch. Mm, yeah. But that's not really the case. Like, why can't you create things that run together? And it's fine facts. Exactly. That's where the real creativity comes in. Come at. on. That's making <laughs> actual money. You yeah. gotta be creative and then be For broke. Real. Like, no, that's crazy. <laughs> We're not doing that one. <laughs> No, that's crazy. But that's important, though. That is that is major because I see people like so people always compliment me on my hair Mm -hmm. and they're like, why don't you start a hair company? Like people are always asking me, where do you get your hair? And I'm like, I could have a vendor, but I will never sell hair. Yeah, that's not my lane. Right. My hair is always going to be on 10, but I will never sell hair. You will never see me selling hair. Yeah. So it's something that I've thought about, but I had to tell myself like this doesn't go with my brand. So I'm going to go. I'm going to reroute somewhere else. My hair is still going to look the way it's going to look. I'm not selling hair. Yeah. Um, Regardless of what's going on in the city of Atlanta, a lot of people do sell hair here, Mm -hmm. and I do think the beauty industry is like on 10 in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But it's just something I would never do. Yeah. So I'm I'm about to go do something else. And that's fine. I think that. If we executed on every single idea yeah. that came to our brain, we would never be able to focus. I think people don't get the opportunity and really understand like the staying in your lane. It's for not real. like trying you we ain't trying to make you feel small, but mm-hmm. your lane is your lane and dominate. No, for real. That's that is key. I tell people that all the time, like stay consistent in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, you might see my right pop over here with, you know, earrings mm-hmm. or uh, selling candles. Yeah. That don't mean that's for you. Right. My right just might have popped off with selling candles. Right. That's for my right. That's exactly. not for you. Exactly. So that's that's important. That's nah, true. and it make it so much, so much easier to like build on top of because like you said, it all your your housekeeping company, yes. all of it feeds into it, right? It does. Like we have um the Millionaire Mob University, which mm-hmm. is our education company, but we we own a, a production company. Exactly. Con- Hello, Hello, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, so it gotta make sense. So how yeah. did you start? Like, how did this you just popped up one day and was like, I'm gonna be a boss? You know what? I always used to tell my parents, like, when I grew up, I didn't want to work for nobody. Yeah, I've always said that as a kid. Um, I started, people don't know, but I started working at, four, I was working at Chick-fil-A at 14. Period. My mama didn't play. Yeah. My mom made me go get my workers permit. I was driving at 15. Yes. And I used to go to work after school every, I used to go to work after school every single day. Yeah. Sometimes I would have to miss dance practice because I had stuff to do. Yeah. I used to leave, go to work. I probably wouldn't get off till like 10 o'clock. It mm-hmm. had to be back up for school at six o'clock the yep. next morning. Yep. So I bit I already had to hustle. Mm-hmm. And I moved up in Chick-fil-A as a company really fast. They um funded me to go to college. They gave mm-hmm. me a scholarship for college. I even started traveling, open up opening up other stores, doing mm-hmm. grand openings. Um oh, I went wow. to New York. I went to um Chicago. I've been a few, I've been to like four different states mm-hmm. to do grand openings. So I kind of it was it was kind of before my my time. Like I yeah. had to grow up a little bit before my time, and it's not because I had to, because I never struggled as a kid. Yeah, you know my parents were very well off, but my mom also instilled in me morals and principles. Yeah, and that you got to hustle. So yeah. I was paying a Comcast bill at, at, bill at seventeen. Period. I was paying my phone bill by eighteen. Yeah. So I had bills before I even left my mom's house. Right. So now like. That has really taught me a lot because now I know how to prioritize. Yeah, I don't do nothing. Well, now because 
I have different sources of revenue. I don't have to put my bills first. You know what right, I mean? Right, like right. my bills are gonna get paid regardless. Right. But one day, um, I was they sent me to the Chick-fil-A in the airport, and that's the busiest Chick-fil-A in the whole world. Mm. And it was so busy. And they gave me assistant general manager. At this time, I was 19, 20. Mm. So I got assistant general manager at Chick-fil-A in the airport. And that was a hellhole. That was the worst job of my life. Oh, my God. I hated it so much, Marae. Um, it was just so busy. Like, the line would be wrapped. So there was yeah. only two Chick-fil-A's in the airport. Yeah. It was one on Concourse C and then one on Concourse A. Mm -hmm. So C was Southwest Airlines. Okay. And... Um, it was the closest one to the rest of them. So you got A, B, C, then you got D, E, F with yeah. all the concourses. Yeah. So we had D, from D to F, you got people coming from D to F. They're not yeah. going all the way from F to A, right. to Fact. concourse A. Fact. You know, so we had a lot of traffic. And a lot of times I would get off work late. Sometimes, like, we would have to stay open. Our thing was we had to stay open until the last flight landed. So you get a flight that's delayed, you might not leave till 4 o'clock in the morning. What? You might not leave at 2 a.m. one night. So we never had a time hey. to get off. It was crazy. Um, and I just didn't have a life. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. such a creative that when I feel like I've reached a ceiling, it's time for me to go. Yeah. So at Chick-fil-A, I'm like, I got to do something. Like, this is not working for me. I was like, I'm ready to go. And um, I was making about $60,000 a year. So it was pretty good money for me because yeah. I didn't 90. really have bills. Like, Girl, <laughs> you, I'm outside. You flexing. <laughs> Bottles <laughs> on me. I got it. <laughs> Period. I didn't have no children at the time. Yeah. Um. So time progressed and I quit my job. I, well, no, they fired me. Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A fired me. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother story. I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> but it wasn't me. Yeah. Okay. But they um they fired me. And from there, I went and I started my lingerie line. Mm -hmm. I had already had my lingerie line, but I kind of just, I invested into it and I put more money into it. Yeah. And I moved out of, around this time, I was moving out of my condo. Yeah. Um, In the midst of me getting my lingerie stuff, my lingerie line together, I started investing into real estate. So okay. I started looking into other streams. At this point, it's lit because I got to mm -hmm. figure out how I'm going to get this 60K back. Right. You know, that's right. how I'm thinking. Um, So... I started being on Instagram more often, and mm -hmm. I met Greg Parker, which is my mentor. His name is at Big Business on Instagram. Okay, okay. And How I started. How old are you at this time? I was twenty. Twenty. Okay. I was twenty at we this time. Twenty moving. I was Shaky. moving. Yeah. I was moving. Like yeah. I was moving for real. So I went to one of his classes in Philly, and I think I paid like seven fifty for the class, mm -hmm. and. Um, we was on, we was on, we was at his community center and he took us like on a tour to see a few of his real estate properties. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then a, a couple months later, he came out with a, a program for his one-on-one -on -one mentorship. Okay. So you could buy a house from him. His construction company would fix it up and mm. now you own an asset. You got a house. Okay. So that's what I ended up, ended up doing with the money I had saved. Yeah. I, um... I bought the house in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. And I bought it with 20 grand and I had to put 30K into it for construction. Mm. So at this point in time, like I own a house and I still have this house to this day. Oh. Um thanks. so that's really good. And that I was back it. in 2019, 2018 or 19. I think yes. it was 18. First of all, when's the documentary coming out? You know we what? Need to I need to have a documentary. <laughs> we need to go to the house. No for <laughs> I still have that house. I really need to do a documentary for real. Yeah. People be asking me, but I don't have the time. Like, I had to... <laughs> you see how long it's... Yes. But yeah, so um, along with the story, I bought the house. And at that point in time, I got introduced into the Airbnb industry. Mm -hmm. This was before Airbnb was even a thing. Mm -hmm. Nobody even knew about Airbnb. Okay. Remind you, this was six years ago. Right. Okay. This was okay. damn near seven years ago. Right. Um, okay. 
and people didn't know about your BNB. Yeah. So I moved out of one of the condos I was living in. I moved out of there and I moved to another one. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm not letting go of my lease. And I put it up for Airbnb. I left all the furniture mm. and I didn't know what I was doing. If when I have my classes now, when I go show people that Airbnb that I had first set up, they'd be like, they be thinking it look good versus the ones I've done now. I'm like, uh, y'all see the difference, right? Right. So you still got that Airbnb? I don't have it anymore. Okay, okay. I have the, the second one, the, the very first one I have, I don't have. The second one I end up scaling to, I still have that one. Mm. Um, yeah, so I still got that Airbnb, but Come I don't on, have the my first My girl one. keeps some assets. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I ain't letting them go. Um, so eventually with the first, with the first unit, um, it started doing numbers and mm. That kind of triggered me to get the second one. Right. And I just kept going. And I started scaling. I scaled like every three to four months. Yeah. Um, throughout the process, I ended up getting a contract with Tyler Perry. Mm. And um, it was it was through Sony, but I think it was someone that came from Tyler Perry Studios. Yeah. And that was just from a guest that checked in. Like we were so, he was so cool and we connected so well yeah. that he went back to his human resources department and they just started sending me like leads. Like, Hey, we need, we got this person coming in town. Do you have something? We got this person coming in town. And at that point in time, I was making consistent money for about a year. Yeah. So I didn't really have to worry about the Airbnb app because I was making money off of the app. Right. So that is how I got into the Airbnb industry. People think like, I've heard, I've seen blogs and stories like my mom passed it down to me. Uh, my parents did this. People don't be knowing. They just make us sick. Listen, I'm like <laughs> a king feeling. I'm like, what is going on? Not, not that. Okay, Like, Jay. what are y'all talking about? <laughs> so, I really got it out the mud for real. And yeah. now, like, it's so, it's so hard for me to let go of being in the Airbnb industry because that was my first love. And yes. don't get me wrong, I've lost my love for Airbnb yeah. a lot of times. It was yeah. a lot of times where I wanted to quit. Shh. A that's lot of CEO, times. That's being a CEO, period. For I real. think I quit weekly. Listen, I quit every day. <laughs> Girl, I quit every day. Yes, it's always something. And For then real. the thing is, one thing that I want to highlight is you telling your story got me like hype, right? Because I don't know if you know, but I started my business when I was 19. Yes. And I started working when I was 15. I started working at Backyard Burger. Well, I oh actually started at 14 with my auntie doing hair. Like she was okay. doing hair. I was like sweeping, getting the, the glue out the head and all For that. Right? Then I started uh, working at Backyard Burger. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say that most of the time, um, most of the time CEOs are literally always, they always A players. You know For what real? I mean? Like people that are A players are always A players. Yes. Like you don't start winning just now. No. Like we been winning. We been, been doing winning. this. Stuff. For real. You know, they say it take 10 years. Yeah. They say give your give yourself 10 years and whatever you're doing, it will be like what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And people look at me and they come to my page and they're like, she's so young and yeah. she's this. And I'm like, for me, I'm like, I'm draining. Right. Shit, I feel like I'm 40. Like, I'm tired. I'm tapped. Okay. <laughs> I am tired, okay? <laughs> so I have to let people know, like, this ain't new to me. Being a yeah. being a hustler, being a CEO, not new to me. And, and a lot of times, like, people like, yeah, you a boss. And I'm like, no. Like, I don't even like that word. No. When I, with my employees, like, we don't. And my boyfriend say this all the time, like, y'all not our employees. Like, we work together. Yeah. We colleagues. We are 
Facts. I don't treat my employees like they work for me. Yeah, we I'm gonna treat the janitor with as much as respect. I'm gonna I'm gonna treat my CFO with. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nah, facts. So we listen. We've been doing this for a long time, and that's the thing. Like I think people think, and I think it's Instagram, right? For like, real, social media. People think like this is an overnight type of yeah. thing. Like it's not overnight at all. You know, like it take. Like I've been this is my tenth year in business. You see what I'm this my like? Do you see what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yes. I'm 26 now. I started at yes. 14. I started my business at 19. Yes. Like, we've been hustling. Like, you got you got to put some reps in. For real. Like, you just don't become LeBron. Be for you, real. Come on. You got to practice. You how long put... LeBron been playing basketball? I don't, I don't know, even girl. Know. I don't even watch it like that. But <laughs> A long time. Somebody give up. What was that? 20 years? 20, 20 years. years. That's wild. We got some more time to go because he's Cause still breaking records. started. Man. He broke the record in his 20th year. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, and you think it's going to come overnight. That's crazy. I'm telling you, it's social media. People get the wrong interpretation on social media because it's so much cap going on on social media. man. Like, it's so easy to post a picture. It's so easy to cap on social media. Yeah. But I guarantee, and I tell people this all the time, like in my classes, there's a lot of Airbnb mentors now. Yeah. And I commend a lot of them. Yeah. It's a lot of them I, I give respect to. I yeah. don't think I'm the I'm the biggest. Right. Do I think I'm the best? For sure. Absolutely. Because I've been doing this. Like, like I really be in the not, field. Like, and I'm not doing this because it's a trend. No, exactly. You I have I mean? to do this. <laughs> right. Like, this is me. Like, this is me. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. And I'm not saying nothing about nobody else that work in our industries, but yeah. it's like, come on now. Yeah. Let's let tap. Tap be in. for real. Let's be for real. Like, be for real. <laughs> and, and half of the mentors, y'all have taken my classes yes. or watching my page or something. Yeah. Like, girl, let me tell you, just in the past two weeks, a lot of the ideas I come up with, I guarantee you, they came off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. It's from my creative source. Yeah. Or it's from my boyfriend. Yeah. It's not from me going to nobody page looking at them. Come on now. I had a meet and greet three years ago. I did my very first meet and greet three years ago. Mm-hmm. Now I see everybody doing meet and greets. Yep. But it's but the thing that pisses me off is people people act like as if they came up with this idea. And I had to like take a step back like, Lexi, like you're an influencer. Yeah. People can't take their first step until you take your second. No, that's facts. So, so go it's ahead. Like, that's what, and that's the thing that one thing as a CEO, because I tell people all the time, like, being a CEO is hard. It's hard. And the reason why it's hard is because we wasn't trained for this. For real. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody, we didn't go to a school of, like, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. Like, you can learn marketing, but nobody tells you, like, oh, you're going to have to be a leader. Oh, you can't cuss people out when they do you wrong. (laughs) Oh, you can't, like, nobody Nobody is telling you those steps, right? And so one of the things that I had to learn is... We are influencers yes. as CEOs, right? And because God has given us this purpose, there are things that we are leaving breadcrumbs behind for other people. Mm-hmm. And I respect that, Me right? Too. Like, I respect that, you know, you you know, I'm leaving the breadcrumbs, you picking it up, blah, 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 whatever, yeah. right? But just don't come to me sideways talking about I stole something from you. Nah. Like, come on now. Let's be for, be real. for real. Let's be for real. Because we can check me. the date. We can go on the thread and check I the date. Have, I got receipts. So I just kind of take it with a grain of salt. Like yeah. it gets under my skin because I work yeah. so hard on my craft yeah, not for real. and my brand. Like, and I don't even need no credit. It's just yeah. like, at least 
change your caption. Yeah. Or redo your event. Uh, like, yeah. put some kind of creativity yeah. of your own in yeah. your event. Like, yeah. so, and I, and I love seeing people win. If anybody knows me, they know that's how I am about my students. Period. I do, I go to back for my students. Yeah. I go to back for my clients. Like, I right. do whatever for them. I've got, I've got a client in, in Columbus, Ohio. His name is Jordan Ferguson. Jordan is running over 30 properties in Ohio. Period. Shout we right here. Them. And I still, if you go back to any of my classes, I still give Jordan his credit. And that's, but that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. Like, as a mentor, we want our students to win. Absolutely. Like, I'm only as good as my students. For real. You know what I mean? Like, I'm only as good as how well they do as a coach. Exactly. Like, if, if LeBron's coach ain't making LeBron's, you know he what got I'm saying? A problem. Then you got a problem because I'm looking at you sideways. Exactly. So, I think that people get it kind of misconstrued because I want my I want my students to make more money than me. Yes. I want them to grow, go further than me. For sure. I want them to take my mistakes and do better than me. It's like your child. It's like yeah. Yes, yes. I have a four-year-old. I want her to be better than me. Yeah. I don't like when people tell me I want to be like you. Yeah. People DM me that all the time. Like, yeah. I love your life. I want to be like you. I said, no, be better than me. Yeah, period. Take be better my than mistakes. Me. Take the yes. things that I went through. And then you capitalize and you level up. Exactly. So what do you think is like the most ghetto thing of being a CEO? Because it's a lot of ghetto shit that we go through, right? Girl, but like, what's number one for you? Ghetto. Mm. I hate ghetto activities. <laughs> I hate it. It's giving ghetto. I hate ghetto activities. What is the most ghetto thing as a CEO? I need to think about that. What is the most ghetto thing? It's a lot of ghetto stuff. Like, it's always, you got your team, you got, it's just a lot of stuff that is going on that we just don't be tapped into. I think the ghetto thing with me being a CEO, for real, is, I don't know. I can't really call that ghetto. What you, um, what you was finna say? I was about to talk about the team. Like, okay, so maybe not the team, but like, not the people. You know what I mean? But it's like the activity of managing people. I think for me is ghetto. very ghetto. Like the fact here's here's what blew my mind mm -hmm. with team. Right when I realized that to scale, you had to have a team for sure. But the thing is, I'm limited on my scaling and my potential based on other people realizing their potential. No, that's a fact. That's ghetto. <sighs> no, for real, because like, if you don't get it, if you don't understand the assignment, we have a problem. Yeah. If you don't see my vision and my goal, we we got a we got a problem. Yeah. So, and I think the thing with that is bringing on people. Who has the same mindset as you? Who wants yeah. to go where you want to go? Yeah. So this is what I do, right, as a CEO, as an entrepreneur. When I'm out at certain places, I'm always scouting because I'm always looking to build a team. Fake. So I literally just left Starbucks before I came, right? Yeah. And I was looking at the girl who who was working. Yeah. And you know, like, at certain places, you got those hard workers. Mm -hmm. But then when you look at the places that they work at, it makes you think, like, the, the quality of mm -hmm. their mindset right. and how they think. Right. It's not a judgmental thing. Right. It's just... When I think about where I want to go, like when I want to get my my all glass fifty residential building for yes. my Airbnb, come on, are you gonna be able to run this? Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. I was just looking at the girl at Starbucks, and she, she was so sweet. She was so sweet, um, and I was like, I, need, I you know what I did? I wrote my number down on a piece of paper. I mm -hmm. said, call me. I said, I have a, a job opportunity for you. Give yeah. me a call. Yeah, and and I'm gonna see how it goes. Yeah, I was at Restaurant Depot. Uh, two weeks ago and this girl she had walked by me in the store mm. her name is Naja shout out to you Naja hey, she walked girl. by me in the store and she didn't say anything but mm -hmm. I seen her staring at me like you know you gotta yeah, yeah, you wanna yeah, know yeah. if that's who it really is <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. And for me, a lot of people, my voice is so distinct. People know my voice. Mm-hmm. So when I got to the cash register, she followed. She came to the cash register behind me. Yeah. And when she heard me talking to the guy, she was like, "Okay, this is Alexia." Yeah. She was like, "Your name Alexia, right?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "How are you?" And people do that to me in public all the time, so right. I'm used to it now. Right. But. I noticed like she was in there, she was in there, you know, she was Instacart. So she was getting the job done. Yeah. And I told Nigel, I said, she she was just like, I love your work. I love what you do. And I was like, you know what? I felt her energy. Like I'm really big on energy mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. Yeah. If I can't connect with you, if I can't vibe with you, like we can't work together. Right. You know what I mean? So I told Nigel, I said, hey, I gave her my personal number. I said, call me. Yeah. And I never do that because I don't yeah. want people to feel like they can just text and call Not me all the time of the day. <laughs> so I told her, I was like, call me. Um, I got an opportunity for you. Yeah. And she literally started working with me yesterday. She'll be to work today. Period. You know what I'm saying? And Shout she came out to in. Naja. Shout out to Nigel. <laughs> she was great. So I was saying that to say, like, when it comes to building a team, you just have to know who's going to be for you. Yeah. Um, I went to I went to Walmart and one of the ladies she was working so hard, mm-hmm. but like the Walmart was so ghetto. Yeah, you, Walmart is ghetto. No facts. Target me, please. Yeah, target me. <laughs> um, we just target girls. Yeah, but Walmart was so ghetto and the lady was working so hard and I was like. And I was like, yeah, she, she's a hard worker, but she's a hard worker here at Walmart. Mm-hmm. My hard work is a little bit different than bringing up groceries, sitting in one spot, Not working fixed. with a couple people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that the the team... Building a team is not ghetto, but the people that you can work with. Nah, it's like ghetto. the process is ghetto. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the fact that you have, like, like I said, like you have to wait on somebody else's potential. For real. And there's been a several times. So one thing that I tell people all the time that this was a process for me. I think that I have the dream team now, but yes. I never like this has been a process. For real. And I've been in business 10 years mm-hmm. and I probably had. Congratulations. Thank you, girl. I got to do I got to turn up this Period. You it's going crazy okay? drinks. you know <laughs> so but in those 10 years I probably had close to no even in the last two to three years I probably had close to like 60 employees you see what I'm saying how and, many you got now mm, we got about eight that's how it goes yeah like it's a and it was a fire, higher, fire, higher, yes. fire, higher. And sometimes you fire before you even get here because you ain't even show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. That's crazy. But it's a process because it's like the things that you have to think about. And a lot of times people just don't talk to you about it. Yes. There was, I'm an only child. Okay. And not only am I an only child, but I am an only, only child. Like my mother doesn't, she has siblings, but they're on her dad's side. Okay. So our, she doesn't have any cousins. So uh, it's like to my grandmother and her aunt, like we have about 10, have about 10 aunts and uncles. Okay. That's my grandmother's brothers and sisters. And they spoiled me. So mm. it was like, I, what you mean? I can't have, what you mean? You ain't finna do what yeah. you mean, you know? And so when you're a player and you start working with C players, it's different. It's irritating. It's ghetto. Ghetto <laughs> facts. Like, cause it's like, what you mean? You cramping? You can't come to work. What? Oh, what? my mama didn't play that. You better get your, <laughs> better get your ass and go to work. Because we have our okay. So the thing with that, right? And people use that all the time. And some women do have yeah, yeah, those yeah. menstruals where yeah. you cannot move. Yeah. But me, like I'm about to take some Tylenol. Uh, but you don't have no choice. I don't have a choice. That's the difference. I don't have a choice. And that's the A and the C. Yep. Yep. We ain't got no choice. No, it don't be. It it's not a choice but to get stuff done. For real? And I think that my thing is that I want to work with other A players. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to attract A players, and I want to be around people that can get stuff done. Because we got 
my one thing that I ask my people now when I hire them, I'm saying, what's your vision? Yes. Because I want you to see your vision inside of this vision. Exactly. Because this ain't about me. Because a lot of times the thing that used to mess up with my relationships with my employees, mm-hmm. they would be like, oh, this is for you. This is for you. I'm like, no, sis. I work here too. Yes. It's for us. <laughs> like, and we don't work and make money. I don't yeah. get a check either. Exactly. For <laughs> real. That's and fair. I don't get paid after y'all. So like, <laughs> you know, the money looking a little funny. They don't really that. Come on now. We can have $10,000, but you got a payroll of eight. Yep. Guess what? I got to pay y'all before I get mine. And who, if the money ain't there, who getting cut? They don't see that though. No, they don't appreciate it. That's ghetto, sis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really want to know the ghetto is thing as a CEO for me. It's so, like, and the thing is, it's so funny because it's I just so know. much. It's you, a lot. It's so, because on a daily basis, we're always going through stuff. Always. And that, like, that leads us to our, our segment, right? Okay. So we have a segment called Figure It the Fuck Out. Figure It the Fuck Out. Because as a CEO, we figure it the fuck out. That's what we like, do. Like, it doesn't matter, right? Yes. So we're going to have you draw one of these uh, little cards, and then you can <laughs> hand it back to me. Let me see. See what you get. All okay. Right. Let me see what you got, girl. Okay. All right. Y'all ready to see? Because this... Okay. So, it's going to be a scenario. Okay. And then you got to tell us as a CEO how you would figure it the fuck out. Okay. okay? All right. Let's see. Let's see, girl. This is going to be good. Okay. All right. So, it's December <laughs> and you've made $2.2 million, but okay. you spent over $3 million in expenses. <laughs> you want to end the year profitable, but you don't know what to do. What's next? I'm calling my boyfriend. <laughs> Baby! Period! I'm calling my boyfriend. Okay, no, for real, for real, for real. So I'm, I spent, I made $2 million. Yeah. $2.2 million. Yeah. But I, I spent, spent three. three. Yeah. You want to end with some money in the account. Like, you like... It's December? Is, yeah. It's December. <laughs> you got 30 days, sis. To make a million dollars. Yeah. To make $1.2 million. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of question is this for, right? <laughs> what you gonna do to run out the bag? I gotta figure this the fuck out. Yes, you got to. No choice. You know what? I really, I know that, listen, you can't do a lot of stuff without a team. Yeah. Without people. I've learned that in my last couple years of business. So guess what? I'm calling, I'm calling the crew up. Yeah. Cause, cause what? I don't. We a million dollars in thirty, like being realistic, like yeah. it's easy to say. I'm not gonna sit here and, and cap like all all seven of my businesses can do a million dollars in, in 30, thirty days. Right, right, right. Like that's not that's not even ideal. Right, like right. let's be realistic. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to. I have a. Thank God, yeah. I have a great support team, and yes. I have really great quality friends that really own things, and right. you know they they have. Um, businesses that are doing well. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna have to call the crew up. Nah, for We're real. We're gonna have to we get the group message. No, for real. I'm gonna finna take your house, your house, your house. Yeah. I'm gonna have a hundred houses on Airbnb for by real. the end of the day. Cause see, the thing about it is, right? I'm a hustler. Yeah. So I'm a. I'm you gonna get it done. The fuck out, right. So even if I need y'all to give me a hundred, uh, you know, whatever, yeah. two hundred thousand, a quarter yeah. million dollars, yeah, to turn this into a million dollars, yeah, I got y'all next year on the right. back end. Facts, facts. But I don't really being realistic like that. That's gonna have to. We gonna have to do that. Nah, and I think that's one thing that as CEOs, because we are figuring it out. The number one thing that I feel like we don't do is ask for help. 
For real, that is big. That's we do big. not ask for help. Mm-mm. And I'm talking about, I, nigga, I be drowning. Yeah, for real. I'm the same way. Crying. Yeah. In my own, drowning in my own tears. No, for real. Like, <laughs> and I think that with that, I think it's a pride thing because mm-hmm. we, as entrepreneurs and as CEOs, like on that level, you gotta have a you gotta have a certain level of pride. Like, yeah, you know, you don't want people to feel like you just asking for stuff, especially right. not when you, when you don't have to. Right. And I put God before anything in my life, absolutely, my business, like anything you can think of, I put God first. Right. So when things are not going my way, and things that I'm learning is when things are not going my way, it's not that. It's for me. It's yeah. God's direction. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm, Ooh, I'm re- and that's hard. To, it's sometimes that thing be you be like. It's hard. I heard you say it was overflow, but where is the flow? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Me and my boyfriend was just talking about overflow the other day, my yes. way. And and I was so sometimes that's my word for 2023. Overflow. overflow. Yes. So sometimes we we sit and we talk about things that we have prayed about. You know, mm-hmm. like dang, this God, man, I prayed about this, and yeah. God, you know, did this for me. Yeah. And we were just talking about overflow the other day, and mm-hmm. he was like. You gotta He told me He said you gotta Be direct and specific With what you ask God for Because I told him like When I talk to God I don't even ask I try not to ask God For anything Right I tell God like God lead me And I trust you Yeah. And wherever you you choose To take me I'm okay with that Because I know that You're gonna lead me To where I need to go Right So when I ask for overflow like it could be overflowed to where you can't even handle it. Yeah, you got overflow right now with three employees. Yeah, what you need overflow for? Right. No, God need overflow in a, in a solid foundation. Yeah, God, I need overflow in a solid team. Yeah, God, I need overflow in my business financially. Like, so He told me, like, you got to be direct. And ever since that day, I'm very specific. So now, in order for me to know, like, I need a solid business foundation. Mm-hmm. I need a solid team first. And I think that's so important because we don't even sometimes as entrepreneurs we want help. Yes. We don't know what to ask for. True. And I think that's the biggest skill as a CEO. Like, you got to ask the right questions to get the right things. Specifically, right? yes. Like, yes. Even, like, with your mentor that you said. Like, if you just call him and be like, I need help. He was like, okay, what you, what like, you what's up? With? Like, yeah. what exactly? Yep. And a lot of times we looking for somebody to come save us or help us, but we not specifically asking for the things that we need and we should do the same thing with God. For real. Because I'm like that. It's like, okay, God, like, even I think about my prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Before I eat, I'm like, okay, Lord, lead us in the right direction. Nah, I need you to lead us in the direction of making this podcast the biggest show that you ever seen Period. before and us walking the purpose that you want me to walk into, And it right? will be. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, Directly. You gotta, you gotta ask because if you ask, as you shall receive. You will re- that's what he said. Mm-hmm. He meant that. Period. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's facts, though. Now it's a it's a it's a process, y'all. Definitely. Like, but I honestly know that all the stuff we go through, all the stuff that we do, like we wouldn't give this up for anything. It's destined for us. Like, you're not going back to that Chick-fil-A in uh-huh. the airport. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh no. Never, never. You it's not happening. Uh, and we were just talking on the elevator and I was telling you like I be and this is not saying literally like I can't say be consistent and say I want to quit like as entrepreneurs we always want to quit like we get tired sometimes but I was just saying like um, with my property management company, like I got to do some rearranging because mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm getting tired of it. Yeah, you know, like I'm ready to step back. Like I'll be thirty in four years, yes. and my vision have always been because I've been working for so long. Uh-huh. By thirty, I want to be done. Yeah, I want to be I want to be chilling. I want to be retired with my family. I want to be island. That's period. I want to <laughs> be able to come and go as I please. Yeah, and I'm like I can't do this with my property management company. Like I'm ready to let it go. Yeah, and. 
it was just like a matter of the, it's we in a recession like we're in a, a space where things are happening like yeah. the economy is changing Look, why would you let go of your property management company? Mm -hmm. My boyfriend said, why would you let go of your property management company when it's people out here who are begging for businesses? Yeah. And I had to think about it. Like, dang, that was ungrateful of me. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I know this is hard, but it makes yeah. money. Yeah. It, it helps my uh, my clients make money. Yeah. And it's a great business that I built. Like, right. I built this from the ground up. Right, right. Like, I really got this business out the mud. I've, right. I've learned so many systems and things to where people would pay a million dollars for the game that I could teach them. Exactly. You know what I mean? So... And I think that the thing is with business, we also, I think we have to think about our exit strategy. For real. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. we we started so young, like, some people just hitting their stride when they 40. Nope. That's crazy. And, you know what I mean? So, and we like, we ain't even 30 yet talking about talking like this, mm -hmm. you know? And so... I want people to think, I don't care what age you start. I don't care if you start at 40, 45, 50, yeah. 55, whatever. You got to think about your exit strategy. For so really? if it's like, because my, I tell people all the time, like, Millionaire Mob University is for sale. It's not for mm -hmm. sale for today, mm -hmm. right? But when it gets to a billion dollar valuation, you can buy it. You can buy it. And I will stay on in whatever capacity I want need to stay on it. But it is for sale because... I, that's my exit strategy. Like yes. I want, I want to create a university and I know to make this company bigger, mm -hmm. I need additional resources yes. that I don't know. So yes. how can I create, like, I want a physical university where people come to. That's lit. I, I don't know how to do that. That's lit. But I sell it. No, for real. That's lit. <laughs> I like that. Yes. That's lit. And, and there's people who have done that before. Yes. You see what I mean by like, Calling people for help. Mm -hmm. Like, people have done that before. And right. people probably know people that have done that. Exactly. One thing I can tell you, you can't make it to the top alone. Period. You will not make it to the... People say it's lonely at the top. It's definitely lonely up there. But if you can't you make it up it, there by yourself. Yeah, if you let it be lonely. Yeah. So, this was a good... This is a good episode, girl. Like, I can't... I hope y'all got some gems from this. Yeah. What is one thing, before we go, what is one thing that you want to tell the aspiring CEOs or the CEOs that's, like, really struggling? Like, we talk about we want to quit every day, but somebody yes. is literally on the break, the, the end of their ropes. Like, yes. I need to let this go. They're applying for jobs right now. They're fixing their LinkedIn profile. Yes. Like, what would you tell them to hold on to help them keep going? So... As a as an entrepreneur, what's got me to where I am is God. Yes. That's number one. Like I cannot stress that enough. People use God in vain. Yeah. Use his name in vain a lot. Mm -hmm. And people think that just because he won't talk back to us, you know, like he's not real. Mm -hmm. And people, some people don't believe in God. Yeah. But me sitting on this podcast right yeah. now, like I'm gonna say, whatever you do and whenever you do it, put God first, no Period. matter what. Yeah. Um I pray literally every single day when I wake up. I don't touch my phone without without praying. Yeah. When I lay down at night, I pray. Yeah. You know, so with that, I'm saying as long as you put God first and you stay consistent, yeah. even if you are wanting to quit right now, even if you are on LinkedIn, even if you are setting up your no, a new profile or applying, yeah. you are applying for 10 jobs and you ain't got the one you wanted. Yeah. Stay consistent because where are you going to get if you quit? Yeah. And one thing that I say all the time is that one thing we know for sure is if you quit, you ain't going to get there. Exactly. That makes no <laughs> sense. Yeah. And I read this book, right? And it was saying, like, um, if you're in the storm, would you would you rather keep walking through the storm or would you stay in the middle of the storm? Because mm. if you don't move, 
you're going to keep getting stormed on. Yeah. So yeah. I'm telling you, like, my whole thing when it comes to being an entrepreneur, a woman, a guy, a person, a woman, like a mother is staying consistent. There were yeah. many times where I wanted to quit. Yeah. Even waking up being a mom every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Having to get my daughter ready for school and still got to go work. Yeah. I might not lay down at one o'clock in the morning and still got to be back up at six to get her ready for school. It don't stop. Yes. So I I, I will tell people like put God okay. first and stay consistent. Like keep going. Yes. This show it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> Listen, thank y'all for tuning in to the Ghetto CEO Podcast. I am super excited that we have my girl Alexa here. <laughs> she dropped some gems for y'all, so I hope y'all picked them up. Okay, period. So see us on the next episode of Ghetto CEO. See you later.